Hello, everyone. This is Mike Linstead, president and co-founder of The Nehemiah Project, and you are listening to The Nehemiah Project Podcast, where we replace hopelessness with hope. I'm here with Mr. Chad Wiles again. Hello. And we are back for another weekly snippet of encouragement. A little bit of encouragement. Just want to apologize. We didn't get them out last week because we actually recorded them and then found out that it didn't save. Yeah, technical difficulties. So please forgive us for that. Hopefully you're able to listen to some of the other podcasts that are coming out. Mm -hmm. But today we're going to continue with our weekly snippet of encouragement from Proverbs chapter 4. Let's go ahead and dive in, shall we? We've got again, uh, so often these Proverbs are sort of uh, broken up into sections. And so Mm -hmm. it looks like, Chad, we've got a section here from verses 1 all the way through verse 19. And then we have, oh, there it is. Mm. I knew there was three. So I correct. We got verses 1 through 9. That's one section. 10 through 19. 10 through 19 is another. And then verses 20 through 27 is another. So here we go. I will read all the sections. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be be attentive, that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one on the side of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place, a, uh, she will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Mm-hmm. Hear my son and accept my words that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction and do not let go. Guard her for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet and all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Hmm. <clears throat> Such good wisdom and instruction from Solomon for us. And he's uh, couching this in terms of uh, father to his son or instructions in that way. And then we also see um, wisdom personified in a in a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think in this one, doesn't it also, yeah. Uh, I missed it. Um, if a, evil is also personified in that way. But have, uh, I don't think it is. We have two in women one. in all of Proverbs yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that sort of carry on through all of them. But in four, it doesn't really say that yet. No, that's going to be for next week. 
Yeah. Proverbs chapter five, we're yeah. going to meet the adulterous woman. I'm thinking ahead. You I'm are. You're ahead. getting ahead of yourself, Chad. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I was looking at in the first section, uh, really honed in on where he, where he talks about get wisdom, get insight, right. do not forget, do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. There's a tone here and there's a there's an underlying, uh, I think, encouragement of action, of holding fast, of keeping it. It, it really spurs on this idea of wisdom is something that you must uh, seek after, mm-hmm. you must hold on to. You must listen. You must be humble. Yeah. You must be a learner, right? You right. can't be prideful and seek wisdom. Right. Right. You have to see that wisdom is from the Father's instruction, from God Himself. Yeah. And that it's something that we have to fight to hold on to. Yeah. Because our sin is so naturally driving us away. Right. Leading us down evil paths, leading us down the path of the wicked of sin. Yeah. Because that's what our flesh wants. But here it's this continual warning prize her highly. Right, that idea of prizing something, yeah, seeing the treasure, understanding its worth and its value, seeing that God is greater than everything else in this world, to want God for God's sake, yeah, to see his beauty and his glory, to see him as the one true God. And when we magnify God in his proper place and we're in awe of who he is, we will prize him highly and therefore we will prize his words, his wisdom highly. And then the result is she will exalt you. Yeah. If you embrace her, she will place on your head a graceful garland. Mm-hmm. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Mm-hmm. Just meaning that your life will be blessed. It will go well. Not meaning that everything is a blessing or in the terms of like prosperity, but that your your heart will have peace. Your yeah. You know, you'll be strengthened even in times of trial. Right. You'll have joy. Yeah. You know, and I love just how the family unit is here, you know? Absolutely. The passing down of wisdom from generation to generation, uh, according to God's design, is from fathers to Mm -hmm. children, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Specifically to the firstborn son, you know? Um, If you had a firstborn son, especially, but the first son that came out of the womb, right? Right. Was going to kind of be the next generation's leader of the family. Mm -hmm. And I just got done reading Deuteronomy this morning. you know, in our, if you go to the field church, you know that uh, I'm a little behind if you are following along <laughs> in the daily Bible reading because I bounce around a lot. But I just finished reading Deuteronomy and, yeah. and the family unit is so, is stressed so much, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it literally is the building block of all yeah. society. Well, that's and how so, God designed it in the beginning with right. Adam and Eve anyway. Right. right. So we see that, we see that, you know, being played out in all these Proverbs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, another sort of relationship here that I see in, in Proverbs, uh, I'm sorry, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 8. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her, right? And so, mm. you know, wisdom, first of all, I love how it's accessible here, right? Yeah. But secondly, there there is a, you know, conditional sort of uh, relationship, meaning if you prize wisdom, if you Absolutely. seek after it, you can expect like right. like good things to happen to you. And I know good is not a very specific word. Sure. I guess let me get more specific. Let's, let's talk about money for a second because sure. money is a really easy way for us to see this. If you, especially if you live in America, you have a tremendous opportunity mm-hmm. to be financially well off in comparison to the rest of the world. Of course, yeah. We're the, but the, you have to be wise, yeah. right? I mean, we have so much we have so much excess in this country mm-hmm. that 
it's almost very easy to to get stuck in this mindset of like, well, I'm going to get more, so it's cool. I don't have to really be a steward of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we apply the word of God to our life, to our finances, to anything that the Lord blesses us with, chances are we're going to be well provided for. Doesn't mean we're going to be like mega rich. Like I'm not talking right. about that. But you'll have a roof over your head, yeah. food on the table. Exactly. I mean, and, and just having those things. Yeah. I mean, take it from me. That's essential. I used to sleep under a bridge, right? <laughs> right. So I understand what it has, is to have nothing. Yeah. And I understand what it is to have those things you just mentioned. But right. when I when I got under the bridge, yeah. it's because I was not applying wisdom to my life. Right. You, your, your testimony kind of personifies oh, yeah. this contrast of going down the path of the wicked versus yeah. valuing wisdom. And that's kind of a good segue into this next unit here in, mm-hmm. in verses 10 through 19, especially we see that that degradation in the path of the wicked. Yeah. You know, they go from worse to getting worse. Oh, yeah. You know, and I just want to say one thing. I'll let you kind of break these things down, but yeah, yeah. I was just reminded of salvation in the, in the Bible mm-hmm. because, you know, like Paul says in Ephesians 2, 1, and you were dead in your trespasses mm-hmm. and sins in which you once walked. Well, what does a dead person do? They don't do anything except get worse. Mm -hmm. They decay, right? So they just get worse and worse and worse. And so when we're born into this world, spiritually, we are dead, Mm -hmm. meaning we're separated from the life of God. Mm -hmm. And we will not get better, spiritually speaking, on our own. We need need the life of God flowing Mm -hmm. through our veins. And so we see that sort of relationship here as you go from bad to worse, not from bad to better without God. Yeah, and then scripture all throughout it, it, it always contrasts light and darkness. Mm-hmm. And to to put it very bluntly, light becomes brighter, darkness becomes darker. Yeah, it, you, you can't. Darkness doesn't somehow become a gray area where you kind of have some light, kind of have some darkness. Right. When you start to follow the path of sin, it only begets more sin. Yeah. And it only grows. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like when you walk into the light and you begin to love the light that is god it, you only grow in more and more light right <laughs> right that's how it goes and we see that playing out here in this mm-hmm. next unit so why don't you walk us through it chad yeah so when he talks about do not let go guard her for she's your life because then it warns do not enter the path of the wicked right do not walk in the way of evil avoid it not go on it turn away from it pass on because here's what happens for they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong they are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. You see this progression to where the desire for sin is is so um, overwhelming yeah. that we can't. Someone in sin cannot rest until they have sinned, until they have done something um, to to quench the craving of sin, and it's more wickedness, right? Yeah. And it says, "For they eat of the bread of wickedness, and they drink of the wine of violence." Right. Mm-hmm. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. So I just that was, contrast again. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, cut no you off worries. There. Keep going. I was just reminded of uh, Genesis four, four, uh, verse seven, when mm-hmm. when the Lord's speaking to Cain, you know, mm-hmm. and He says this: "If you do well, will you not be accepted?" Right. right. But if or and sometimes I think it says but in other translations it says and if you do not do well, mm-hmm. sin is crouching at the door. Its desire right. is for you, but you must rule over it. Right. You know, so like we are not. Um, Wow, I saw a great phrase for what I'm trying to say the other day. We are not uh, morally stationary. I don't think that explains it well, but we we either are going to right. do what God desires, You're or we're going in a to direction. yes. We we don't just sort of stay mm-hmm. stay put, right? There's right. no there's no gray area. And right? neutral is that's to go what it was. Neutral. Darkness. There is no neutral. To be neutral, to be passive, 
is to choose darkness because yeah. your flesh is dark. So what will overtake you, what's natural to you right. is to sin. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, the, all the warnings of pursuing wisdom are ones of action and effort yes. and clinging to and holding on to and fighting for it. Because when you let go and you just give in to your natural desires, you're going to walk down the path of the wicked. Yeah. And look what it says. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Wow. That it's, it's, we, we say all the time here that sin makes you stupid. Yeah. Um, in other words, your sin and Satan, who is the prince and the power of the world of this world, as Ephesians 2 tells us, all that it wants to do, all that sin wants to do, all that Satan wants to do, is to destroy and pervert everything God created. Yeah, that's why the family unit's being broken. It's why yeah. sexual relations are being perverted. It's why you just go down anything God's created. Yeah, Satan wants to destroy. Right, and so you see this. You see, as as here we see this family unit of a father giving wisdom to a son. You can just think. I just encourage you to think in your own world how how much distortion the family unit has even been broken in our world right now right that if you are a father or mother that it is not only your goal to pursue wisdom but to pass that wisdom of the lord down to your children to disciple them in the lord so it may go well for them um to hold fast to one another in those those ways that god's told us to yeah because if if all that gets broken the the splinters of that um, go everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sin is the desire to be autonomous. Right. And that word in the Greek, the two the two root words, mm-hmm. you know, for autonomous, mm-hmm. auto, self, mm-hmm. nomos, law, right. self-law. Right. That is at the heart what it means to be sinful is you want to mm-hmm. govern your own life. Mm-hmm. You and I, right, right. we want to right. govern our own lives. And, and that's to be God. Yeah, we're we're incapable of governing our own lives. Right. Right. Like I, I don't even know what's gonna happen five minutes from now. Right. God does, but I don't. And right. yet I think I, I, like, I should be where in do charge. I get off thinking <laughs> right, I'm in right. charge, right? But that just that shows that root of pride that's in sin. Right. And the number one sin is to want to be like God, which is breaking the one commandment God said to right. not have any other gods before me. Yeah. And that primarily means yourself. Yeah. And so that's why that that there's a black and white. There's no neutral. I either trust God as God, humbly submit to him, pursue wisdom, pursue light, or I try to be my own God, and invariably I'm going to go down the path of wickedness. Of deep darkness. Every time. Not knowing how to fix yourself. Every time. Man, man, that is, uh, I've been there. Sin makes you stupid. It really does, man. It really does. Okay, the last section here, my son, be attentive to my words and incline your ears to my sayings. And he, he just goes on to remind his son, right? Remind the person that he's telling here that these words are his very life. Verse 22, for they are life mm. to those who find them. You know, that is reminiscent or a yeah. re-echo sort of uh, 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 as a figure of speech yeah. of Deuteronomy where it, Moses said that yeah. exact same thing That's to right. them. He said, no, this word is your very life. Right. That's and so right. he's just reminding him of the seriousness of right. these words. And then that connects because we read everything with a gospel hermeneutic, right? Mm. That uh, points us straight to Jesus' words who says, yeah. I am the bread of life. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he is, John 1, 1, he is yeah. the word. And the word says, I am the bread of life. Yes. Jesus himself. Yes. And that I think the most famous verse from this proverb 
and not and also the entire book of Proverbs is mm-hmm. is the twenty third verse. Keep your heart with all vigilance, yeah. for from it flow the springs of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talk about the heart uh, all the time <laughs> here at the Nehemiah Project, but the heart. In case you haven't heard it before, mm-hmm. Chad, tell us what the heart is in a, in a quick sentence. The heart, in other words, is our inner man. It's our beliefs, our thoughts, our affections, our emotions, and our volitions, our motivations into choice. Right. And so we are born not morally neutral, but we are born in spiritual darkness. Absolutely. And that darkness gets deeper and deeper and deeper unless the light shines in the heart. That's and right. assuming the light does shine in the heart, we are instructed we are instructed to still keep our hearts with all vigilance, right? Mm. You know, I'm, re- I'm just reminded of the parable of the sowers. There's four types of soil yeah. in that parable where Jesus is talking about a sower went out to sow a seed, right? And the yeah. seed is the word of God. And then the first three types of soil, which represent the heart, as mm-hmm. he later describes to his disciples, you know, there's three types of soil that essentially don't produce fruit. Mm-hmm. That's 75%. <laughs> and then there's one type of soil that produces much fruit, right? But the third type of soil in there is the one that the seed gets planted, mm-hmm. but it takes root, but the root gets choked out by the cares of this world and this, the deceitfulness of riches. Mm-hmm. And and in my mind, verse 23 here, when it says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. If, you've, if the light has shown in your heart and you've become a Christian, um, we gotta still be very vigilant to check our heart before Absolutely. God daily. Absolutely. You know, because that's a scary passage in all reality because there's this, especially in our, you know, mainstream evangelical mm. culture, right? It's the prayer, prayer once, you're saved, it's good, locked in, you're right. good to go, right? It's, it's not true. And it's it's not true. And um, we say that with all seriousness, mm-hmm. it's not true to raise your hand, pray a prayer, and then right. never look at the your lifestyle, never be repentant before God. Right. You never really enter into a process of sanctification, yeah. right? Which is a big theological way of saying becoming more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if if that's you and you're not checking your heart before God daily, I would recommend that you do that now, like yeah. right now, because it's a very serious warning that the Lord, yeah. uh, our Lord gives. Look what First John uh, chapter 1, verses 8 through 10 say. This, this speaks directly to what Mike just said. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Wow. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Wow. So that regular admittance and uh, repentance of sin is a direct reflection of a changed life. Right. So our warning to you would be, if you are looking back to a time you prayed a prayer and your life hasn't changed at all, you may not actually be saved. Right. Because one who is saved and has a light inside of them, even though we make mistakes, there is a desire and a striving for righteousness. Right. And to anyone out there that might be thinking, gosh, you guys sound so self-righteous right now. <laughs> Yeah. Like, look, we are not. No. We, I don't know if he needs to read that passage again, but basically right. he says, if you think you have no sin, right. you make God out to be a liar. We're he's saying, talking to Christians right. in that passage. We're saying we have sin. Right. And it's one of God's graces to those who are saved is the ability to repent. Right. Like that is a grace. Right. So we are saying, we are sitting here from a position of right. brotherly love and affection Absolutely. saying, brother or sister, Check your heart before God. Keep your heart right. with all vigilance, for right. from it flow the springs of life. You know, this reminds me of Galatians 5.1. Uh, maybe we can use this as an ender right here. Yeah. 
It says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. If you break that verse down, there's a lot of what we've been saying in it. First and foremost, what it tells us is the gospel now gives us freedom to choose righteousness. Okay? For freedom Christ has set us free. Because if you read uh, Ephesians 2, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. We have no freedom. We're dead people, right? But God makes us alive in Christ. For freedom Christ has set us free from our slavery, right? He breaks Mm -hmm. the chains. But then that same verse, there's some implications. Stand firm, therefore. Okay, so now there's an implication of we have a freedom to turn from our sin, but it also tells us that there's ability to sin again because we're warned to stand firm. Right. And then the last part is do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Yeah. Those who have the gospel can still go back to their sin. Yeah. Can still choose slavery. Yeah. That we should be free and stand firm. Yeah. Just like we're being warned here with wisdom. You right? Hold fast to mm-hmm. her, right? Yeah. Choose her. And that goes back to that repentance piece is what keeps us free. We're going to be tempted to sin and sometimes we're going to fall. Yeah. And we we got to know that on the front end. Yeah. And so if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just forgive us our sins yeah. and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. And that's a freedom that God gives us in Christ. Not to, we're not perfect. He is perfect. Yes. So seek the one who is able to make us good. Yes. Well, we hope that encourages you to check your heart and keep it with all vigilance mm-hmm. for from it flow the springs of life. Thank you guys and girls for listening to another podcast, a little weekly snippet of encouragement. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nehemiah Project podcast. For more resources about addiction recovery, suicide prevention, and overcoming other life-controlling issues, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website tnproject.org. If you or someone you love is struggling, don't hesitate to reach out to us by calling 985-205-3022.